0: I'm the one, bitch, I am the one Like Keanu Reeves, get it done Yeah, I get it done, no blood on the leaves They can't leave us hanging, no, no, not no more Best believe. yeah, that shit is banging Bobby killed it with no turn to creep I'm the one, bitch, I am the one Like Keanu Reeves, get it done Yeah, I get it done, no blood on the leaves They can't leave us hanging, no, no, not no What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see All-American Chelsea what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old oh, US of A. What's going on boys and girls? How are ya? Hey. hey I found this song, what, like, like, 30 minutes ago um, on YouTube What I normally do is to find music for the show I go on YouTube and whatever, I'll type in an artist that, um, you know, that I'm fucking with Currently, at the moment, it's Kid Cudi i don't know what has gotten into me um i'm doing a bunch of creative stuff um for the show a bunch of creative stuff for my website i'm gonna be launching no bullshit the website's coming next week for fucking sure i can't i can't keep delaying this i can't i can't i can't keep delaying this so i'm launching the website next week i have to i have to i'm putting it out there it's a deadline um, and so when I get into like these, the when I'm at my computer, or whatever, I'll just put on YouTube on the other screen and I will type in an artist, whoever I'm vibing with at the moment, whoever's vibe I'm on currently on at that time. And I'll just play the mix. And sure enough, on one of my Kid Cudi mixes, um, one of, or was it schoolboy Q? Somebody, somebody's mix. Um. This song came up and I was like, God damn, this shit is fire. This shit is fire from Logic. And I loved it. So it's called uh, it's called Keanu Reeves by Logic. Um, and it's fire. So what's going on, everybody? Um, I'm coming to you guys after our 3-0 victory in the FA Cup versus Sheffield Wednesday. It is January 27th, 2019. You guys will hear this January 28th. We are officially 28 days into the January transfer window. And today was the first game that we played with our brand new striker. Finally, we have a striker in Gonzalo Higuain. Guys, let's take a moment. Let's pause a second. I wanted to get this out there. It's very important to me. Gonzalo Higuain is from Argentina. So he has a Spanish pronunciation to his name in Spanish. For those of you don't know, you don't pronounce the H in anything. I'm pretty sure it's in anything. Like, I don't know, like if it's like, let's, you know, there's an H in the middle of a, a word. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I know. I'm sure I know it instinctively, but I don't know it like to teach you guys. But I know for sure when you, a word starts with H, you don't pronounce the H. So the correct pronunciation of Gonzalo Higuain's name is Higuain, Eeg, not Higuain. I know I'm being a little bitch right now. I know. I know I'm being a little, you know. Permit, Patty here, and I'm waving around my yellow card. But fuck, it's been so like this is the shit I'm talking about. Like a peek be behind the curtain in my mind. Another example: I was talking to my boy. Um, he's from New York, and he started, I don't know how we got into this. Uh, how do you how do you pronounce and in, in, uh, words correctly? Enunciate words correctly. And for, I'll be the first one. Like I, I, this podcast. If anything has shown me how horribly, how horribly, there you go, how horribly I speak. Like, I listen back to this podcast and I do it because I have to because I want to get better. But I'm like, God damn, Christian, you don't know how to fucking talk. Who the hell wants to listen to your ass? So, we started getting into how to enunciate words and pronunciate words. And I'm in Miami. So, I live in Miami, as you guys know. I I mean, fuck. I start every show with uh, live from Miami around my area. It is, there's a huge, huge, huge Hispanic community, especially Cuban community. Now, a lot of people are immigrants. A lot of people, you know, are English is going to be their second language if they even learn it at all. But there's a ton of Americans like me, they were born from immigrant parents. So You would figure, okay, I understand you know how to speak two languages. But, I mean, goddamn, you should know how to speak English correctly. So, around my way, people have the nastiest habit of saying pizza instead of the word pizza. It's P-I-Z-Z-A. Not P-E-K. P-E-A-K. I don't know how to fucking spell. P-E-A-K. K-Z-A, and that shit drives me crazy, I'm constantly correcting people, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, you gotta be kidding me, so, bro, Iguain, I-G, just like, perfect example, James Rodriguez, it's J-A-M-E-S, there's no H there, but you pronounce it James Rodriguez, you know what I'm saying, uh, in Portuguese, in Portuguese, R's are H's. So famously, MMA fans, my MMA fans out there, you know when Ronda Rousey fought in Brazil, it was nobody called her. None of the Brazilian media called her Ronda Rousey. They called her Honda Rousey. because the R's is H's. So I'm about to blow your mind here. It has never been Ronaldinho. It has always been Ronaldinho. Always. That's the correct way you pronounce it. I didn't fucking invent the rules. I'm just saying it the way they say it. That's the rules that they play by. The man comes from there. That's how you say his name. So let me get off of my fucking soapbox here and my ivory tower and stop my bitching. So, anyways, um, what happened? Yeah, you know what, guy. You know you guys. You know that I love to always check in with you guys uh give you a little insight into my personal life so what happened this weekend fucking spurs lost against crystal palace you guys know i've been a huge in the fa cup i've been a huge crystal palace fan oh you know i've been a big crystal palace supporter all my life i've always worn the blue and the red of the eagles of crystal palace especially today after they kicked Tottenham's hotspurs ass and this is now another competition another competition where they are gonna go trophyless we Chelsea knocked them out of the Carabao Cup on Wednesday and Crystal Palace another London club knocked their asses out of the FA Cup and now all they have to play for is the premier league which i mean I'm sure and then the champions league and they a hundred percent have a shot at winning the champions league right guys am i right huh am i right so fuck them oh my god last night mma world we had bellator uh ryan darth bader chaos fedor Oh, I mean, here we go. This is another pronunciation. It's uh, in Russian. It's Fyodor, but that sounds weird. It sounds weird. It's it's Fedor, not Fyodor. It sounds weird. But anyway, KO's, uh, Fedor, Fyodor, whoever. I mean, I'm good. I guess I'm good with everybody on that. In the first round, uh, Aaron Pico, MMA's hottest prospect gets KO'd and loses again. Um. In the first round I think it was it was nasty. It was not both in the cables were nasty. Fedor's K Ryan Bader caught him on I, I wasn't even a clean left hook. It was like a let me just see what's up with this left hook and he just threw it out there. It was almost like a, a straight it a straight a jab. It was weird, but it was effective cuz it knocked Fedor on his ass and he finished it up with some ground and pound with TKO him in the first round and Aaron Pico I don't know what it is with this dude. Every single time I see him fight, I see the talent. I see he's there, but I think he's just... I think he believes that he is number one. And so because he goes into these fights believing he's number one, he doesn't respect the other dude. And the other dude is just as trained. This other person has trained for the fight just as much as he has. And when he gets caught, if this is not... It's not second loss. His first loss, same thing. Got caught. He was underprepared. He wasn't he, he was overmatched, I should say. He was overmatched and uh got caught, got submitted with a guillotine. And in this one, same thing. He didn't he just wanted to steamroll the dude. Um he got caught with a right in the clinch. Or they were coming out of the clinch. He got caught with a right. Bam. Dropped him. One, two. He was out cold. Hands out to the side. Out cold. And it's another wrestler's curse. For whatever reason in MMA grapplers, I should say, get fall in love with their hands. And they trick themselves into believing that they are now strikers. It always happens. This always happens. Um, You know, and these guys trick themselves into believing they are ko artists and they've abandoned the ground and they just want to knock everybody out uh i feel like you know we could rattle off names off of here johnny hendrix is always a dude that i bring up uh there was a time damian maya richard evans um who else i can i can I, i'm on the spot here i've just given you three names i can keep going if i really wanted to but Fuck man, cut me a break. Like I gave you three names. There's tons. Go out there and look, man. I don't want to do everything myself. Like shit. So it's just one of those things, man. These grapplers they fall in love with the striking, and and they ended up and they end up abandoning wrestling. And this happens all the time. They get caught, two or three fights in. Oh, another got, Josh Koscheck, another dude that fell in love. With his hands and he uh, uh did he abandon his wrestling? He didn't abandon his wrestling so much. But you know, I understand. I mean, you don't want to go rest striking KOs are beautiful, man. They're fun. It is beautiful to KO somebody. Nobody wants to be John Fitch. Nobody wants to be uh What is this dude's name? He's just got into the UFC. Nobody wants to be. He trains with Tyrone Woodley, Ben Askren, where you just lay and pray on the guy, where it's, you wrestle him, take him to the ground. You don't allow the guy up. But I mean, hell, you look at Khabib. Khabib nemegor is a wrestler. Some argue one of the best grappler, if not the best grappler in all of UFC. And he takes guys down. He strikes with them until he, until he feels like it. Then he takes people down and beats their face in, and doesn't let him up, he did it to Conor, he has done it time and time again, I guess the only fight you could say where he really didn't do that, was against Al quinta but that's because Khabib, him said, he said so himself, he was super confident, super cocky, and he just wanted to throw hands with Al, and he felt like Al couldn't hurt him, so I mean it is what it is, it's just it happens all the time to wrestlers especially super high level wrestlers they fall in love with their hands they fall in love with their hands and uh they get caught they get caught so that was bellator um what else do i got for you i've been meaning to see the new dragon ball movie i've been i've scheduled it with my like i've been telling my sister my sister's huge dragon ball z fan yes i have a sister and um We've been meaning to go and see the movie, the Broly movie, but we have we haven't gone yet. I mean, I, shit, I was supposed to go this morning until I realized I wasn't gonna have enough time to go watch the movie and you know eat, get prepared or whatever, and go and um watch the Chelsea game at one o'clock. So I've been meaning to catch that as soon as I watch it, I'll be uh I'll let you guys know how my thoughts on it from everybody keeps telling me it's super dope everybody keeps saying it's super dope i'm a huge dbz fan huge fan i used to here in the united states um we have the cartoon network and the cartoon network had runs dragon ball z on their programming block called toonami and toonami and cartoon network use you back in the days used to not be available on every cable channel so my cousins who had cartoon network back in shit in the 90s used to record dragon ball for me on tape for the week the five episodes for the week and then i would pick up the tape i we had two tapes the system was like this i would pick up i would make have my parents take me to their house um drop off the tape. My cousin would give me the new tape from last week's episode. So I was always a week behind. I was always a week behind on Dragon Ball until my cable service finally, finally, finally uh, added the channel to the service. So then I was able to watch Dragon Ball real time. But shit, man, that was the struggle. Like a lot of people, I saw some video on, I think it was facebook or reddit or twitter i don't remember where i saw the video i think it was reddit and where it was about how bad us anime fans and i was i was i was a dragon ball z fan uh i think i watched some others but i was mainly a dragon ball z fan and it was tough back in the days guys it was tough like like and i wasn't even a huge anime fan like that I still am not today I you know I watch Attack on Titan I've seen a few episodes of One Punch Man you know the movies Akira Ghost in the Shell uh the movies from Studio Ghibli Spirited Away I'm a a, I would say I'm a very outside anime fan I respect the art and all that but I'm not a hardcore guy like that's seen everything I'm not that guy but I even then I still like you had to put in a grind there was no youtube there was no internet in the 90s there was no internet bro like shit was tough and now it's all right there you got i got apps uh crunchy roll i have my various streaming services uh you know wink wink hush hush uh youtube tv gives me cartoon network i can watch dragon ball whenever i feel like it so it was tough, but yeah, I'm ex- super excited to see this new Dragon Ball movie um, in the movie theater. I remember I saw the last one in the movie theater. What was it? Uh, the Gods one? The one where they introduced Lord Beerus. And fuck, what's the cat's name? Now I sound like a superposer. Fuck, it was Lord Beerus. Ah. <sighs> lord beerus and weiss fuck weiss is his handler lord beerus is the lord the god battle of the gods i think it was i saw that in the movie theater i fucking loved it every theater was going crazy um and i want that same experience so i'm looking forward to that as soon as i see that i'll give you guys you know i'll give you guys what what i thought about the movie but anyways, this is not the All-American Anime Podcast, nor the All-American MMA and Bellator Podcast. This is the All-American Chelsea Podcast, and today, I have an amazing guest for you guys. Um, quite honestly, if it wasn't for this guy, I might... He's one of the main reasons I'm coming to you today. Everybody knows Nini is the reason he gave me a platform, and... For those of you who are wondering, where is the episode with Nini? It's coming, okay. Nini and I—we were supposed to record a podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, Nini FC YouTube channel, Twitter handle, check them out. I've talked about them enough, but he and I were supposed to do a podcast together, and we get on Skype and we spoke for five hours, five hours, and it had nothing to do when in those five hours we did not record a podcast we talked about a ton of shit including you know doing uh collabing and doing a bunch of work together uh that i'm very excited about i can't wait for you guys to start seeing uh him he and i working closer together uh bringing you guys different you know different ideas and you know just kicking the different ideas back and forth for my channel for his channel so excited for that but we spoke for five hours five hours and we didn't record a podcast and we talk you know text back and forth and we're like yeah yeah, we got to record a podcast but we talk about you know 45 minutes later we're talking about other things we're talking about business and this out of the other and we haven't recorded a podcast so I hear you guys. Guys, keep asking. Christian, where the fuck is the podcast? It's coming. It's coming soon. Maybe this week. Maybe next week. But it's coming. Don't worry. Um. So, if it wasn't for Eunice, if it wasn't for your Joel Neal Zeka, while well, I'm putting it out there in the universe, Joel, if you hear this, if somebody hear this that knows Joel Neal Zeka reached out to him, let him know that I need to get him on the podcast and thank him personally because without him and his YouTube channel, um, it wouldn't have led me to Eunice and Eunice wouldn't have led me to Nini. So I, it's a goal of mine to personally get him on the show to, so I can thank him. Um, so today's episode of the podcast, it's Eunice and, uh, you guys should like it, man. We had a, a, no, I wouldn't say a, We had a medium conversation, not a short one, not a long one, just a medium conversation. Uh, We touched on a bunch of points. You'll enjoy it. You guys will enjoy it. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how long it is. It's a surprise, bitch. Surprise. So I'll catch you guys on the back end. Enjoy the interview. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, and I'm here with a very, very, very special, um, I don't even want to say interview, conversation with somebody that quite honestly quite honestly no no bs no bullshit you guys know I tell you straight up the truth on, on my truth if it wasn't this is one of the most this guy right here is one of the there's four people three of them which my goal for this podcast is to have them on and to speak to them and personally thank them for me being here where I'm at uh one, I'll never find this person, is the random Redditor. I was on Reddit, uh, the soccer subreddit, and somebody suggested back in the 13th and 14th season, the True Geordie's YouTube channel. I was one of the very, very, very sub- earliest subscribers to the True Geordie YouTube channel, which gave me the idea of searching for the equivalent uh, for Chelsea. The next YouTube channel that I saw and continue to follow was a kid or guys by the name of Joel Neal Zeka. I've been trying to track him down to get him on the podcast, the person you thank him uh, for sending me down this path. And the third person is the man that I have on the podcast today. Joel Neal Zecca said at the end of the 13 and 14 season that he is not continuing with his podcast, with his YouTube channel, any 13, 14 or 14, 15. Fourteen fifteen. Uh, fourteen
1: fifteen is one. 13, of- Thirteen fourteen.
0: I think it was. Yeah. Thirteen fourteen, where he suggested, "Hey, look, guys, I'm stepping away from YouTube. Um, there's other content creators out there. There's one guy by the name of Eunice at a hundred percent Chelsea, and that is who I have on today. Eunice, my man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your work on the hundred percent Chelsea." YouTube channel, one of the, the founder, no? You're, you're, yeah, you're yep. the founder. <laughs> the founder of yep. 100% Chelsea. If it wasn't for you, I don't find all the other YouTube, uh the Chelsea content creators. I definitely don't link up uh, with the man that, that that gave me a platform originally to speak to everybody, which is Nene. Um, but you are, it's you. It's you. So Eunice, thank you. Thank you, thank you for all your work, man. Thank yeah,
1: you. I, I, I appreciate that, man. Really, really kind words. I'm really humbled. Um, no, honestly, I, I, I do what I do. I love it. And um, it's something I know I've been doing for a little while. It's it's only just recently really started to grow. And the fact that there's others such as yourself, um, I've seen others come through. And yeah, Joe jo Zekka. Joe Zecca was the same for me as he is for you. Because I thought... Back in that time, I was the only one. I thought I was the only Chelsea-related YouTuber in the world, you could say. You could say. <laughs> and um, it was by accident. I stumbled across his videos, and I saw him wearing a Chelsea shirt, and I thought, huh, I'm not alone. There's someone out there, and he's got a bigger base than me. Um, and, yeah, honestly, he pushed me. I, I pushed him. Um, it was really, really healthy competition. And afterwards, we, we collabed and um when he said that he was calling it quits um i thought well you know it's it's sad but I thought I'd run with this, take the bat on. And I'm glad I've inspired others like yourself and, and you know, all the boys are hundred percent Chelsea now who are doing what they're doing. And to be fair, I don't know if you know, but Joe, Joe did come back. He yes, is he back did. now. Yes, looks he like he's, yeah. Um, he's not full time as he was, but he's looking to get there. So he's back doing previews, reviews and all of that. So um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, I'm humbled. I appreciate the support and the kind words. Thank you.
0: No, 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 it's uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's an honor, dude. Like, like again, without you, without you, without Joe, and I've been, I've reached out to Joe. Um, I think he has d, he has his DMs. I've reached out to him on Twitter. I'm, I think, I a hundred percent reached out to him on Facebook. I a hundred reached out percent reached out to him on Skype. A hundred, I've reached out to him. On all avenues, and quite honestly, I don't know if he's rejecting me or if he just hasn't seen my messages. But I know <laughs> there's
1: a good chance he hasn't seen, to be honest. There's a good chance he hasn't seen because, um, I've, I've spoken to him a few couple of times on Twitter, but I haven't in a while. And, um, I, I think he's just one of those guys who's not too active, but he, he, he will see. If you remind him, send him another message, he should get to you. If not, I'll do it for you as well. I'll send him a message. Thank you, thank <laughs> but-
0: you. I mean. Nah, without, no I mean, it's no. It's again. We'll we'll leave it at this. Without true Jordy, without Joe, I mean Joel, and without yourself, I'm not here. I'm not talking to Nini. I am not here talking to you. It's that's a hundred percent, without doubt, without question, a hundred percent. So, my man, we we're coming yes. to you guys. We're coming to. uh We're recording this podcast directly after Chelsea's uh victory, three zero victory against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, in the FA Cup on Sunday. And what was it? What, Thursday? Thursday or Wednesday? Did we play against... Uh, no, it was Thursday. We played against Spurs in the Carabao Cup where we went to penalties. Yeah. Eunice, let me get your quick thoughts on that Spurs game. Leading up to it, during, after... Tell me. Talk to me. How did you I come mean, away from the game? Um, How do you feel?
1: Going into that... Second leg, I honestly thought um, we need a reaction. We need a performance. We need these boys to come out and, you know, it, tactics isn't going to be the main priority here. It's going to be the desire, the heart, the passions, the wanting to go. I, I, I don't want to sound like one of those passion merchants um, <laughs> who, who, you know, just think football is 100% passion and that's it. No, it's not. But that was the main priority. If we didn't get a reaction from the Arsenal loss and from the loss against Spurs in the first leg, then we wouldn't stand a chance. But it was a big opportunity, especially Tottenham lacking their main men, Kane out, Son out, Deli Alli out. Um, And we had a big opportunity, especially after Sari grilled everyone publicly. It was a risk, but it was a risk that paid off, in my opinion. And going through the game, as soon as we got that first goal, it looked like we had control. Spurs didn't have the quality on the pitch to really get back into the game um and we bossed it from there it was one of the few games recently i think since our unbeaten streak where we could see we stayed in the game 90 minutes completely focused and wanting to throw everything every blood sweat tear that they had and they did they did Uh, i'm really happy um obviously we In the last 15 minutes, we did lack it a little bit. We did fall back a little bit. We allowed Tottenham to get back into the game. For that reason, they scored a goal that I don't think they should have scored, to be fair, for Lorente to get in between those two defenders like that was a little bit, you know, what are you doing? But penalties, penalties, it's a lottery. We Honestly, when we got to the penalty shootout, I really thought we weren't going to win. I thought, this is penalties... We're not really good at them. Um, I thought the pressure might be a little bit too much, but it turned out Tottenham um, didn't like it and felt a little bit too pressured. So yeah, we won the shootout and I think it's all guns blazing now. The atmosphere is good again. The the, the hype from the media against Chelsea, against Sari, trying to create some sort of crisis. That's all gone out the window. So yeah, onwards and upwards, we go to a final. You know, happy days.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And in, for me, there was one. Well, there was one situation during the game that I was focusing on uh, solely, and which played into this game against Sheffield Wednesday, and that was Emerson um, starting at left back behind Eden Hazard.
1: Oh yes. Oh and
0: yeah. I've been screaming. I remember during the preseason, and you guys can go back to one of those podcasts during the preseason, figure it out, I'm not going to do that for you, where I said <laughs> that, and I, it, I even put out a tweet. I said, Emerson made a run, and I go, that's it right there. I don't need to see any more to know who needs to be my starting left back. He made one play, and I said, "That, that's it. And we saw a similar play, uh, not a similar play, but a similar uh, individual play where you could say, God damn, that boy is good. God damn, and that was that run that he had where he knocked the ball past and he took off and he kept going on the left hand side. Who was it against? It was against Arie, wasn't it? Arie. It had to be because Danny Rose was playing as left back. Um, and I said, God yeah, damn. good point. Yeah. Yep. I said, God damn, that boy can play. And there he is. There's my left back. I didn't feel like throughout this, throughout that game. I, Yes, I was watching the game, but more so, I was watching Emerson. Through so many times this season, I've watched, we've watched this team play, and we see Marcus Alonso, and we see Marcus Alonso, and you just scratch your head, you're like, what's going on? He had it, yes, he had his run early in the season, where he said, okay, I mean, he's not my favorite, but he's performing. But he's been out of form for months now. And so he has, he, yeah, big time. It's it's it's. I mean, it's how many plays against the Arsenal game? Wasn't it two? Yeah, we lost against Arsenal, and there was yeah we both did. both yep. goals. I feel like were Marcus Alonso was responsible, was part of the deserved part of the blame for both goals.
1: I per, I, I know well, I felt the first that. one. The first one was his fault. 100% without question, his the fault. second one he had the part to blame, but the first one was him. Just yeah. to, to let Lacazette go out like that, Yes. you know, yes, and it was without the, front legging ridiculous, yeah,
0: yeah. It was on the uh, on the corner kick, on the corner kick, and he let him just go around, just go around, and William too, and William too. So going into this game, and I, I, I so so I was so vocal in seeing the lineup, and I knew if Emerson started today, that means. Marcus Alonso had will play on Wednesday there's no way that Emerson can play Thursday Thursday Wednesday I don't know why I keep saying
1: Wednesday, Wednesday.
0: I, why I keep saying Thursday there was no way that Emerson could play Wednesday Sunday and then again on Wednesday so I was I said I put it out on Twitter I said I pray to all the gods God whoever the men of science I'm praying to everybody right now. Then Marcus Alonso starts today because he has to then then Emerson has to play on Wednesday. And sure enough, Papasari blessed us all with a beautiful Spanish left back in Marcus Alonso, ensuring that Emerson and the followers of Emerson FC will get their man starting this Wednesday against Bortmouth. That's so true. Eunice, when you saw that lineup, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, which one today's or today's today's lineup today's no today's I was completely completely cool with I, I understood I even said in my preview yesterday I said um, if there's a game where Alonso has to play it's today. Even though you know, if it were down to me, Emerson would play the rest the rest of the season. But this ain't FIFA; we can't do that. Um, he he wouldn't survive. Um, so I I would say yeah, Alonso today. Um, the same goes for Jorginho having a rest and Ampadu coming in. The same for Christensen coming in. Um, Hudson Odoi getting his minutes. Um, you know, it, it was important for some rotation to happen, and Alonso one of them. That way, we know for sure that on Wednesday against Bournemouth. It's going to be Emerson starting in a game where it matters, and we need three points. Emerson has to play, so yeah, I'm totally cool. Even though today's performance, Marcos Alonso, didn't impress me one bit, but if he has to play, I'm glad it's today.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to, I want to take a second to frame the next part of this conversation, um, correctly. Sheffield Wednesday is a championship side. They are. 17th place. Uh, I made sure I looked this up there. Number 17 out of 20. 17 out of 20? I might be off there, but 17 out of 20. That's Sheffield Wednesday. Chelsea, a Premier League side, had a ton of starters, guys who would normally be starting out. We didn't have Jorginho starting. We didn't have Conte starting. We didn't have David Luiz starting. We didn't have Hazard starting. Um, I guess Pedro, we didn't have starting. We had a, a, a lot of guys that would normally not be starting. Half the team, Willie Caballero was starting. Almost half the team that started um, wouldn't be starting in a normal Premier League game. So I want to frame the next part of the the the, the, the mat the post match review with that in that in those contexts because it for me it helps and it infuriates on two hands on both sides. And so helps. I don't know, Eunice. I don't know about you. Today, the guys looked like half of the team had never played again. Played together. <laughs> how did you? That's see, so how did you see him?
1: No, today was today was you know dead. It was flat. Um, I can understand why they won't be a hundred percent. You know, showing that urgency and that intensity because it's 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 lower opposition, but. And I said this in my review, which is about to to come out as well. I did say um, it's important that the team shows at least some sort of level of intensity because if we were to have an injury crisis like Spurs do at the moment and we have to rely on these players who aren't playing all the time, we need to make sure they're at a certain level. And if they're going to play like they did today, we've got no chance against top opposition in the Premier League. They're going to get wrecked. So it's vital that they show some sort of level of, you know, urgency, intensity, and and a level where we can see, yes, they're just letting it off the gas a little bit, but not too much. And I felt today was a bit too much. Um, there were players out there today that, as far as I'm concerned, were horrible. But, you know, we're lucky it's lower opposition, and they didn't threaten us at all. So we got away with it. But we can't do that all the time. We can't.
0: Agreed, agreed. I I, I felt the exact same way. Um, You know, guys like Iguain, of course he's going to do, I I think he had a, given the circumstances, I think he had a fine game. I don't see anything wrong with with the way he played, the runs that he was making, the way he was getting in behind. Um, Yes, he wasn't getting any service, but I don't fault Art, I don't fault the, the guys for not giving him any service simply because, man, they're, they're, Unsure about his movements as well. This is the first time they're really playing with him in a match, so I, I don't fault them too too much.
1: Now, no, of course, and it's his first game in English football, yeah. so you know, it, got to give him that. We we can't give him that pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's his it's his first match. I, I don't I don't blame him at all. I was actually for me I was joking around that uh you know going into this and for those who don't know, Gonzalo Higuaín officially made his uh his uh move to. Chelsea on a, on a six-month officially it's a six-month loan with options and clauses for it to turn into an eighteen-month stay provided if he makes meets certain uh, certain points yeah points in his uh, contract but you know yeah. so he was announced on when he was officially uh, announced on Wednesday he even came out to the crowd uh, during the Tottenham match. To, you know, say hello and say he's going to come in on Sunday. And that today was his first day. So, I, I, I didn't have any problem with him. Now, the part that infuriated me is guys like our our beloved Spanish left back and our beloved winger, Willian and Marcus Alonso, going up against a number 17th ranked champion, uh, championship side. The players yeah. who... But, I mean, I, I would imagine the players themselves would tell you with all the pride that they have would tell you, yeah, we're a step below. We're, we're not on their level just yet. And, and it seemed like these... It seemed like William uh It's unfair. Going on, uh, going against a guy that scored two goals today. It's unfair. And his second goal, or the third goal, I should say, was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful. It was. It was a beautiful play. And I give that guy a ton of shit um, for Chelsea. I give him a ton of shit for for the Brazilian national team. But you know, when he's when he performs, he performs. I can't get take it away from him. But Marcus Alonso, were you playing against equals? Cause you looked like you were playing against equals. What, what did you think, Eunice? I mean, was is it me? Am I wrong? I'll raise my hand no, and say no, I'm no. wrong if I'm wrong. Was Marcus Alonso no. playing against equals today? Uh,
1: well, it, it it shouldn't be, but it looked like it. You know, and to be honest, it looked like he was playing against players that were actually better than him. That's what's scary. You he know, got turned today. As you said he got he, turned. got he got twisted. He got um, turned today. You know, it, it, it was I don't. That's crazy. Sometimes I question how he's a footballer. I don't know. I admire what he done under Antonio Conte. I can understand that left wing back suits him better um, than left back. Hence, left wing back has three central defenders protecting him, not two, and he doesn't have to he doesn't have to drop as deep as he does as a left back. Because as a left back, you're part of the four man defence. You are you are a defender. You're not a midfielder anymore. Um, he bombs forward and he just doesn't have the legs to get back in time to be able to prevent anything from happening on his side and putting the two centre-backs under so much pressure. I, it's, it's crazy. You'd think he's struggling in the Premier League, but if you're coming up against Sheffield Wednesday and you're struggling against them, then boy, I don't know. Um, it, it's funny. Um, I was watching the game with my dad and he... He asked me the question he was like how old is Alonso is he is he like 33 is he 34 is I, I think he's um i think he's you know getting on I thought no he's 28 he went what are you serious <laughs> you know i he thought it was age that was that was stopping him it's not the guy's just slow he just can't do it he can't play as a left back um and it's scary it's it's mad it goes to show that Emerson should have been picked a long time ago i don't know what he had on Sari I don't know why Sari was constantly trying to come up with something out of Marcos Alonso. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. He's just not up to standard whatsoever, whatsoever. And if he's struggling against Sheffield Wednesday, then it's best. He's not picked in the premier league again.
0: I a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I want to take two seconds to say two things. One, the video that you did with your father, uh, last season was phenomenal, phenomenal.
1: (laughs) Um, To the point where
0: the Q and A was phenomenal. To the point where I was watching this and I said, you know, I want to do for my 100th episode of this podcast, I want to do something special with uh, my parents who I forbid them. I They know what I'm doing here. I, even though I, I live in my own house, I don't live with my parents. They know about the podcast. I fill them in, but I haven't yet. I've forbidden them to listen to it. They don't even know the name. They don't even know where to begin. They're not very tech savvy, so I don't have any worries but cool. <laughs> uh, that video inspired me to do something special with my parents where I do interview them for the 100th episode. Um, and two, your father and I must have, I, I can almost pinpoint the exact minute your father said that because I too had the exact same thought. And I said, well, a similar thought. I said, it's almost like Marcus Alonso is is old. It's almost as if he yeah. does. It's just like, like, I'm looking like you. You want—he's a Chelsea player. You want him. You want to give him the benefit of the doubt. You always want to root for the for the boys, for the men, for the women, who are anybody who carries the crest on their chest. And it's and he does himself no favors. He really he does himself no favors. Okay, that's true. You want to yeah. you you bomb forward. I get it. You want to get into the box. You want to score. You want to. But even he he has to. Yeah. Even William today, as much as I don't want to give him credit, I want to I want him gone. But William had turnovers today. And guess what? To give himself credit. I saw William turn over the ball a few times today and then two seconds later, recover the ball again.
1: Exactly. That's the one point today. Every single time he lost the ball, he shouldn't have lost the ball. But he won it back. He won it and back. And if you're going to win it back, then cool. Yeah,
0: I'm cool. No, problem. no problem. Yeah. You know, again, if you, Marcus Alonso, far be it from me. Hey, we need goals on this team. Far be it from me to tell a professional footballer not to score goals when he deems that there's an opportunity to score goals. Yeah. But can you do me a favor? Can you hustle back? I, you know, <laughs> can, can you just show me effort? That, you know, that's what I, that's that's my rant on Marcus Alonso and William even though William scored a beautiful third goal I just he should not be starting for this team in yeah. big games Marcus Alonso should not be starting for this team in big games I'm sorry I'm sorry
1: I, I agree I agree completely
0: yeah I'm just sorry Hope,
1: hopefully hopefully, sorry, seen the light and he's going with Emerson from now on fingers crossed I, fingers
0: crossed Emerson FC from here on out um, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of Emerson. I just you would think that sorry would had how how long was
1: Emerson starting for Roma in Syria? Um, I think he was a bit fifty fifty to be fair, because there were games where he wasn't playing, but there were games where he was. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure. If I'm not
0: you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I asked the question because I'm not sure either. But you would think that sorry, w- sorry should be familiar with him. He seems to be very familiar with Rudiger. Um, he should be as familiar. I mean, shit. I can say the same thing about uh, Marcus Alonso as well, because he played in yeah. Fiorentina. So Fiorentina, yeah. So, all right. Um, what do you think about other players? Um, on the starting eleven, how did you feel about? I, I mean, somebody that got um, that got the you know the eye of Sauron has been on this man all season long, Ross Barkley. How did you feel about his performance today?
1: Oh my God, horrible. <laughs> Horrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I've never seen a player pass backwards so many times. It's just ridiculous. If we were playing against Manchester City or something, I'd say okay, maybe I can understand. But come on, Higuain was asking for that ball so many times, and he was clear for it so many times. But every time it got to Barkley, the centre backs would get it. You know, it's just I don't see the point of building up a move And I understand sometimes you need to go back It's your only option But you're building a move You give it to your centre mid You expect him to turn and look at his options Whether it's on the wing, whether it's in front of him Or whether he goes cross field to the other side Depending on what side he's on Um, 99.9% of the time he goes backwards So he's killing the game and he's allowing the opposition to, to reassemble, to reorganise, to, and we got to start again. It's just pointless. You know, we would have been better off with 10 men with him not on the pitch. Right. It's just, yeah. I, I I expected with Barkley, we all knew he was injured. He was coming back from injuries. He didn't have a good time at Everton towards the end. We knew it was going to take time for him to be able to make sure that he doesn't get injured, that he stays healthy, that he's getting game time and he's developing. He starts to get himself back on back on top he's had that time and he's shown no signs whatsoever of getting better. And as far as I'm concerned now, he's looking way more one dimensional than he was at the start of the season. So it's got to ask, you know, what's going on. And today, yeah, again, Sheffield Wednesday, where you'd think he'd have an easy time. He played horrible.
0: Don't again, let's frame the context of this conversation. It's not Sheffield Wednesday. We're not just saying a name. We're seeing that what we're seeing is, You'd think you'd have a better time against the seventeenth placed team <laughs> in the league below. That's yeah. what we're saying. Agreed. Again, fair enough to Ross Barkley that he is not accustomed to playing with some of his teammates. Well, get that's okay, Ross. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. However, your left back is the guy that unfortunately you play with. And your left winger is a guy that you always play with. So, I understand you not feeling comfortable with your new striker. I get that. I understand you're looking to your right and you're seeing a guy. Wait, wait did Ross Barkley play on the left or the right today? He played on the left.
1: Um, he was on the left,
0: yeah. He played on the left. I get it that you're looking for N'Golo Kante on, the, on your right-hand side and he's not there. I get it you're looking for... I get it you're looking for... For uh, uh, Jorginho behind you. But come on, brother, come on, come on. You, you it's not good enough. It's it's, it's 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 not. It's not good enough. The only thing that I feel that I always tell myself when I play when I play, I go. I hope that sorry is considered con- viewing Ross Barkley as our third choice left center mid. That's the, my only hope that he's playing. Because Ruben's been out, Kovacic was sick for six months. <laughs> it felt like he yeah. for six months. But I just hope that that, that that's what how sorry sees
1: them. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So agree. and hope hopefully it allows at the end of the season the club to consider Mason Mount as well. Just to throw that in there. But yeah, you got a point. Definitely. Let's hope. <laughs>
0: Let's hope. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I don't need. I, I just want to get through this season before I even start thinking about the summer <laughs> you're right i i just yeah. I, i'm terrified of the summer i'll put it out there i'm terrified of the summer i'm terrified of the eden hazard situation i'm terrified of the feels like 20 players that are in limbo up in the air and i'm terrified of the resolution of our 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 boy i feel like everybody's rooting for half of the chelsea fan base is rooting for this kid I'm terrified of the resolution of Column Hudson Adoy. So I agree. for yeah. For those who are not up to speed, uh, yesterday news broke, and I in the video that you put out again, spot on, perfect, 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 perfect. I I, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it it's to the point of my. God damn it, he's my brother in law for Christ's sakes. He's my cousin's husband. He's my brother in law. Um, me and my cousin are legit cousins, guys. Relax, relax. My cousin's not my sister or anything like that. Relax, everyone. <laughs> relax. We just grew up. All of all cousins grew up, uh, you know, pretty much in the same household. Um, and he's a United supporter. And he's. I saw the reports. He's leaving. He's leaving. I told you, and I didn't want to believe it. But then it started getting confirmed. Kalama he looks so goddamn good today. He looks so good, and he put in his transfer request, and I'm just like, uh-huh. is there anything we can do? Eunice? I mean, take it from here.
1: Take it from I here. I mean, um, yeah, I, I said it yesterday. You know my thoughts. Um, I, I can't blame him for putting in that request. Um, it's not what we want. It's not what I think deep down he wants, but he's looking at his career. He's looking at the options on the table for him. I'm sure his agent's probably briefed him on what Bayern Munich are offering him. Um, there's rumours that he's got a number ten shirt with a first place starting, with a with a starting place in the first eleven ready for him. Um, I'm sure he knows what's on offer at Chelsea. And considering our history with youth, it's probably not the most optimistic. Um, after today. And the fact he played, we all knew the situation last night with the transfer request and whatnot, and the emotions were high. But now, looking back and looking at the game that he just played, and he scored, and he played well, um, I didn't question his uh, his will or his um, duty, should we say, of him going on the pitch and playing and giving 100%. I didn't question that because I know he's not the type of kid to, to down his tools and to force a move. He's not a courtois. The snake. Um, <laughs> the snake. <laughs> you know, so I, I I knew that he was gonna come on the pitch today and give what he can. He's been at the club since he was eight. He he knows what it is to be Chelsea. Um I just think that he maybe sees his future elsewhere. And maybe in the future, if stars align themselves, he might come back. But there's a chance after today, as I said, he scored, he played well, he looked happy, he looked um comfortable. Who knows? We've got five days left in the window. A transfer request doesn't mean that he's going. It means that he's put in a request for a transfer to happen if the other club comes in and Chelsea accept it. You know, um, a lot of people are going to say it's logical to let the boy go if a bid comes in. Chelsea could turn around and try and convince him one last time. Um, it might work. We've only a few days left in the window to go. Bayern Munich need to come in with another offer now, if they even do so, which I think they will. Um, There's still a lot of questions up in the air. Let's wait and see what happens up until deadline day. And at deadline day we will know if he's gone or if he's still at the club. And if he's still at the club, I have no question he's still going to give 100% and hope he can break into the first team as a regular. But um, yeah, let's wait and see. I think we can't make any judgment or any comments now even though last night emotions were high and we all did um but let's wait and see what happens till deadline day he's just come out after the game and done an interview with the BBC him and William um Saw that. and he was asked he was asked about um about his future and he didn't really say yes he didn't really say no he kind of left it up in the air he did say that it's not him that's he has He's saying that he hasn't spoken to Bayern Munich I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's his agent. If not, that would be tapping up. Um, yeah, there's still way too many questions, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's still at Chelsea at the end of the window. Let's just say that. And if Bayern Munich do come in, then I wouldn't be surprised if he goes either. Let's let's wait and see.
0: I, I, I'm on the same page with you. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. I mean, you play left wing. Um, okay, no problem. You play left wing. You have Eden Hazard there. I'll play right wing. Uh, Christian Pulisic is coming in on the right wing. Um, And, you know, I've been very clear in my opinions on Christian Pulisic. I like the signing on the pitch. I absolutely love the signing off the pitch and the business ramifications the signing of Christian Pulisic brings. But what is Callum Hudson-Odoi supposed to do? He's supposed to wait until Eden Hazard makes his decision to stay or leave or retire or leave the club. Yeah. Or he's supposed to share time with Christian. What is he supposed to do? So I understand. And well, my man, with that,
1: if people well, want to just, find you, oh, okay, go, go, go. Just yes, yeah, so just just to put it out there, because I've got the quote here. He did say, um, "I don't know if this is my final game for Chelsea. I can't say. I keep working hard. You never know what happens." So it's, yeah, it's, it's all up. It's all up in the air. We'll wait and see.
0: Perfect. I know at 18 years old what I would have said. I'm out. See you later. I'm out of here. I'm to get paid.
1: <laughs> well, <it's>, it, <laughs> especially, especially, especially Bayern Munich. You know, you got to look no? at the club that's coming up for him. It's Bayern Munich. Um, they're, they're an elite team. And if it's not a matter of um, him being approached by Bayern Munich and he's going to sit on the bench over there. No, they're promising him regular game time which is something that we've only just started to entertain the idea of because Bayern Munich came after him you know before Bayern Munich attempted to throw a bid at at Chelsea we weren't even looking at him he was on the bench he wouldn't even be in the squad he wouldn't get on the pitch Um, he still hasn't played 90 minutes for Chelsea in the Premier League that goes to show you um, we need to throw a little bit more effort and I hope that we can somehow with the little time that we have left um Play him for the Bournemouth game. Hopefully, you know, I I don't know if Sarah's gonna do it, but it would be a good last ditch to try and tempt him to stay and tell him this is what's on offer for you now. So let's yeah, let's wait and see up until deadline day and then we can we can know what's going on.
0: Absolutely, and I'll and I'll uh we'll leave it at this. If Callum Hudson odoi was playing behind Eden Hazard on the left wing and insert your favorite, insert your favorite uh, right winger on the right hand side, world class right winger, uh, Ronaldo, DiBala, whoever, whoever. I don't, I don't, Mbappe. I don't. I'll let you put a guy there. And he was like, "Damn it, I, there's just no space for me here, 100% go." But it's exactly. infuriating that he's got to sit behind Pedro and Willian, Pedro and exactly. Willian uh, again. Yeah. And this is not a knock on Pedro and Willian. It's just a simple fact that they're it, declining it quickly they're declining players and you have a guy just as good you said so sorry said so he's just as good I, I'm sorry yeah. I didn't say that sorry said it he's just as good so if he's just as good and he's better attacking faster quicker play more direct and he's just as good you got you gotta ask yourself like Wait a minute. I'm just as good, but yet I get the least amount of time here. I'm just as good. I believe I'm better, but I get the least amount of time. And two old guys are in front of me? And now you're going to promise me? And you're going to bring in somebody else? After Baron Munich says? "I, I understand. I understand. So, Eunice... Thank you so much. How can the people find you? Please, before you say where you can be found, ladies and gentlemen, yes. this guy that that I have have on the podcast is an excellent follow, excellent YouTube channel, excellent Twitter handle. Eunice, where can they find you?
1: Uh, well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Um, you can find me, my YouTube channel, Eunice, HH, so my first name, Y-U-N-E-S, H-H. Um, the same goes for my Twitter handle, same name. Um, at HH and same for my Instagram unishh 92 I believe it is but yeah if you throw my name in there you'll find me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah thank you thanks you,
0: a lot no 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 you're welcome Um, everybody this is the end of the interview alright everybody we are back I'm back Um, that was the medium length interview with Eunice um, again thank you to Eunice thank you thank you thank you for uh for his time for coming on the podcast, I really appreciate it. That guy, uh, like I said, I can't say it again, but I will. Can't say it enough. Can't say it again, but I will. One of the main reasons I am coming to you wasn't for Joel. If it wasn't for Joel, if it wasn't for Joel, if it wasn't for Eunice, if it wasn't for the True Jordy, if it wasn't for the Redditor, none none of those people would have led me to other chelsea youtube content creators which quite frankly would have not led me to um to nini and if it wasn't for nini i'm not coming to you i attempted before nini put me on i told you guys i have I attempted to put a podcast on uh, if you look at my twitter handle it is it was created long before i appeared on nini's show and if it wasn't for that if it wasn't for those guys, if it wasn't for a series of events, I might not be here talking directly to you. So thank you again to Eunice. Uh that's it for the podcast, guys. We got we covered a lot of things, man. Like final thoughts on Kalamuts and Adoy. Like, I get it, man. I don't want him to go. He is so goddamn good. He is so good. I don't want him to go. But, you know, you gotta look at this game is not just a game it's not just 11 guys 22 guys on a field at a park somewhere playing for fun man there's businesses this is a business there's millions of dollars at stake here Kalamatsu Nadoy is his own personal brand 18 years old there's a lot on his shoulders a lot of pressure on his shoulders for him to succeed I mean look at Eden Hazard Eden Hazard, we all look at his family, we all look at this, but Eden Hazard has, you know, obligations with endorsements, Eden Hazard is a part owner of a team, these guys, all of them, every single player has obligations outside of the pitch, and their game, the football, yes, is what allows them to have a platform to then go on to create businesses, to be able to f- provide for their families on a larger scale and bring in other revenue streams outside of what football brings them. So there's a you know, point I'm trying to make is there's a lot that goes into these decisions. I mean, how can you sit there as Callum Hudson a door? And again, I'm not saying that he doesn't. He shouldn't. You know, demand or ask or, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not coming at it from that angle that he shouldn't wait his time. I'm not coming at it from the angle that he should leave right now. I'm coming at at the angle Fuck. Did I This is the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that he has to take in all this information, all this data, and the data that's in front of him is. Tons of kids have come out of that academy. Dominic Solanke. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, you, you guys know the names. Boga. Uh, Tammy Abraham. Bertrand Traore. Uh, Zuma. The names can go on and on and on. I'm going to actually stop saying names because I don't want to say one guy and then everybody, you know, my whole argument's invalid. But... The point I'm trying to make is all of this information that he's receiving and he knows, he knows for a fact. And the other ones know for a fact. as Everybody knows that he is, out of all of them, has had the most talent. But yet all of these other kids have been maybe not as, you know, as talented or just as talented, or whatever. The point is that they haven't broken into the first team. He has, you guys don't think these, they, they, all these players have WhatsApp messages and they all talk to each other. You don't think, apparently, uh, Kalamata Ndoy and Sancho are best friends. You don't think they talk? You don't think if Sancho feels like he's on the level or below the level or if Kalamata Ndoy you know, compares himself because he's a human being. We're all humans. We all, all of us are comparing ourselves to somebody else. You don't think they talk and Sancho's telling him, bro, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. If you were over here, you'd be bawling." You don't think these guys talk and he's receiving that information and he's seeing all these other guys and he's taking it all in. Plus he's got the family. Plus he's got business whatever you know all these things all of these factors and variables going into his decision you know and i don't blame him if i have to assign blame it's to the club it it's to sorry it's you know the fact of the matter is whether it was only sorry knows i certainly don't know only sorry knows if hudson adoy had a future. He's in his plans, you know. He was ultimately going to give him game time. But the fact remains until Baron Munich came sniffing around, came inquiring, Columbus didn't get any game time. When Pedro went down with an injury when William was playing like shit, Columbus Anadoid didn't get in the, you know, October, November uh september he didn't get a sniff in the premier league i mean shit how many europa league games did we play before he got in to play uh you know 45 minutes and and, and he's just as good sorry saying he's just as good and when he said it he said it after the fact that you know the information of Bayern munich came out so you know i blame the club this academy that we have okay in the nfl you never in the nfl there isn't what is called a i want to make a point here so the point is with the academy and the nfl all right here we go follow me in the nfl there is what is called a spending floor a wage budget floor and there is a ceiling a cap so all teams are required to spend within both some teams go over the cap by not much some teams but nobody spends under the cap so the it's a motivation for the teams to assemble for the for the league to have at their at least a minimum of of uh a minimum requirement like you know like a roster like their roster is 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 competitive that's the word that i'm looking for so the idea is you want to build teams want to build to save money um they want to build a team with a core with a nucleus of young guys. Why? Because in the NFL, there isn't a, um players come out of college as free agents, and then a team, they go into a draft, then a team uh, goes in order, and they draft a player for their rights. So while they're, when they get drafted, their contract, the amount of money they make, is or they're going to make, is already set, and it's set for, four years three years but there's a a limited amount of time so the really you can get you have an opportunity to get really world-class best of the best elite talent for cheap if they're because they're on their rookie contract so teams try to create when they're trying to turn the corner they try to create a nucleus of young players similar age for their for their core that are cheap and in hopes that they can grow together and they can create an elite team so for the guys that are really good in that nucleus they can sign them early and cheaper and they can continue playing the team if not they got to go to free agency and free agency it's the you know the player goes out into the open market and the team and he gets to pick from whatever team that generally pays him the most or you know based on their circumstances so the point i'm trying to make is when it comes to Chelsea and these in the academy the academy provides a way provides a way for the first team to save money. How do they save money? If you got a guy like Callum Hudson-Odoi that is an elite talent, world-class talent, you don't have to then go out and spend. He's already here. You don't have to go out and spend for that position cuz the guy's already here. And that is a huge help because now you're saving money in one and you can now dump money in the other. Callum Hudson-Odoi leaves. This is the, what Chelsea is looking at. We have Eden Hazard's situation up in the air. You already, Victor Moses has been loaned out for the next 18 months. Yes, he can be recalled, but he's still loaned out. William, Pedro uh who knows what's going to happen we there're two 30 year old wingers the oldest pair of wingers in the premier league so you have five players, and then you have Callum Hudson-Odoi Willian Pedro Hazard Moses Callum Hudson-Odoi five wingers one is already gone two has put it in his a uh, a transfer request three we have no idea if he's going to go to Real Madrid or not or what he's doing staying or going and then two of and two the final two are old as fuck but you have one, so now you're in a situation where at the end of the season, this summer, we might have to. Oh, we're getting Christian Pulisic, so we might have to buy four brand new wingers, and that shouldn't be. A- Eden Hazard is one thing separate. He's a completely separate thing. But you have Kalamatsu and Adoy. Kalomats and Adoy's whole point in this whole thing is all I want is playing time, guarantees for playing time, as I understand it. I'm not in the room. I'm not in the room when he's speaking to the club, but as I understand it from all the reports that I see and all the reports that you guys see, is that the message has been consistently the same. Playing time. Guarantees for playing time. Like I said to Eunice, if Callum Hudson-Odoi had Eden Hazard on the left and put in whatever world-class winger, whatever winger you want on the right-hand side that he just cannot. Imagine if Messi was on the right-hand side. What the hell is Colin hudson Adoy going to do? If he wants to play, you think you're going to get messy out of there? You think, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi is never going to unseat Eden Hazard in playing alone. Never. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He, wait, if Calum Hudson-Odoi wants to play the left-wing spot, he's either got to play behind Eden Hazard or pray that Eden Hazard leaves or gets injured. Knock on wood. So and he he's got no other choice and then you got Christian Pulisic Christian Pulisic again my again my feelings are the same i'm excited for the very good signing that we got the good signing very good signing wherever you want to put him he that's where he belongs um that we have for on the pitch i think it's beautiful and an excellent business move off the pitch very simple christian pulisic is the key to the american market Chelsea's hoping. I believe it is so. Me personally, I've already started getting increase in American Twitter followers, and the guy hasn't even played a minute. I can only imagine for me and the other American Chelsea content creators, when the American wave hits Chelsea, like it or not, this summer in August, over the years, it's gonna benefit Chelsea. It's gonna obviously me because most of my following now is in the UK. You get what I'm saying? So I understand. I love it from that perspective. I love it. I'm going to benefit of it. I love it. I love it. So, Kalamazan is looking at all these situations. And he's also bringing in the fact that... Look, all these guys that I graduated from the academy with... Who's the ones that broke in? Ruben is the closest one to breaking in. The closest one. There was a time when Kurt Zuma was playing all the time. You know? But... Who? And here I come... On the low, I believe I'm the best one that ever has come through those doors. That's what I believe. Other people are telling me that I have some of the greatest potential, some of the best talent. Coming out of England, coming out of the whole country. And I'm getting replaced by Pedro and William. And now, because Bayern Munich is is saying something, is chirping that they want me to be on their team and give me a number 10 and give me... I mean... We're not talking about scratching nuts FC from down the street. This is Baron fucking Munich. Baron Munich. Rank them wherever you want in the top three with Barcelona and Real Madrid, but they're a top three club. And they're giving. I haven't been with Baron. Kalamata thinking, I haven't been at Baron Munich's training ground since I was eight years old. I've been at Chelsea. And this company from. Uh, uh, this team from another country is giving me all this, but yet you guys who know me are not, are not showing me the same love and loyalty. I get it, man. I get it. And I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I'm just looking at it from the whole, from the whole perspective. And at the end of the day, all right, like I just, it just breaks my heart, man, that this guy lives up to what he says he's going to, you know, what everybody thinks he might live up to. We're going to have a tremendous, you know, tremendous amount of egg on our, on our face. And, and, and right what well, the club is, the people who were in charge of his career, Chelsea side will be. Because you had a guy that at the very minimum, very minimum, could have saved this club a ton of money. Could have saved this club a ton of money right there under your nose. And now you have to buy one guy as good if not better to replace him. And then you have to deal with all the ramifications that come after it. If you were a parent of a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old and Chelsea comes knocking and they're saying and, and you know you have scouts telling you this kid could be world-class and Chelsea comes knocking, you might you might not allow your child to go to the academy because what future do they have? I mean, nobody can tell the future, but you got to look at all the facts. And the fact of the matter is that Callum Hudson-Odoi, you guys said the same thing to Callum Hudson-Odoi. You promised him all the same things you're promising me and my kid. And you didn't give it to him. Who's to say you're not going to do that to me? Because all the facts have shown that you are. You know? I don't want to be pessimistic. I don't want to say that this is the end. The club sucks. And fuck the club. And Kyle in the is a baby. He's 18 years old. Their club is giving him $80,000 $80, a week. Nobody gets that. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just saying, bro, it's, it's a damn shame that we got to this point. It's a damn shame that we're here. And I just feel like it's hard not to feel like more could have been done sooner. It's hard not to feel like too little, too late. So that's all I got Um, this week. I got to confirm. I got two guests coming up. Uh, Well, I got the boys from the attacking, too. I just got to confirm to see if they uh, if we're still good. Uh, For our post-match review after the Bournemouth game. Hopefully, Emerson FC, we are united. And hopefully, our boy makes his Premier League start this Wednesday um, and makes it permanent. And sorry sees that this is the man that should have been from the beginning our starting left back. Uh, hopefully we find out on Wednesday, man. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we going to be eating fam. So that's all I got. Guys, I love you. Each and every single one of you. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for each and every single listener, each and every single download, each and every single DM, uh, words of encouragement. I had um, I had somebody reach out to me on twitter and i'm getting the gentleman's name getting my family my brother's name here uh from the dm mr trey hamilton special shout outs to you thank you so much for your words thank you thank you thank you for your support my man and i hope i hope i hope you enjoyed this podcast and i hope you continue enjoying um i hope i keep giving you guys you mr trey and to the everybody else keep giving you podcasts that you uh that you enjoy um, and if i'm not shoot me a dm man hit me up let me know where i can improve the show uh give me some constructive criticism all ears but continue guys Like I end every episode, continue going out there and striving for your dreams and hustling for your dreams and working hard for your dreams and understand that I have your back. I'm there. I'm in your corner. I believe in you. I believe in you. While everybody else is saying no, I am saying yes. I love you guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Your boys out. Big kiss.
1: Tears in this sweaty groove and another love I sweat in the sheets. Never speak on cue in the cyclone, cyclone. With a, a couple triple girls, couple stories in a couple shrooms, Snap a couple nudes, sucking boobs, seeing double, seeing double in the zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah.